What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Latino Nerd Order podcast. My name is Felipe, and we are here to discuss the final introduction of Phase 4 into the MCU, Wakanda Forever. I have a very dope guest with me today. You go ahead and introduce yourself for me. Hey, my name is Michael, a.k.a. Rickshaw. Cool. <laughs> And I have a podcast called Nerding Out with Rickshaw. Dope. So uh, I ask everyone introductions. I know we did one, but that episode never got posted. So um, uh, how'd you get, like, what was the first thing that you, like, discovered and became, like, a fan of, like, the nerd world? Oh, my. So my number one nerd thing that's, like, still love to this day is X-Men. I started, I remember... When I was in like fifth grade, I went to the grocery store with my mom and I'm like looking around and they have like the comic rack, like the spinner. Yeah. They would put all the comics, which eventually they stopped using because they would get all creased up and folded like. Oh, yeah. So bad. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I remember seeing like an X-Men comic and it was I could probably tell you almost which which uh, it was like during the executioner song, an old, you know, 90s storyline. It was like chapter five and I was just like, man, this is like the coolest thing I've ever seen. And like the same, I, I swear it was like the same week on Fox, you know, Fox animation. Fox, like, yeah. yeah. Animation yeah. block or whatever. Yeah. yeah. It yeah. was like X-Men, the animated series coming soon. And I'm like, holy shit. So ever since like, I, you know, I, of course I have like a lot of different fandoms and, and loves for a bunch of stuff like obviously the MCU, but like number one, X Men comics has been my thing. And oh yeah, as far as the movies, we don't count those movies as they they are not my X Men. I think a lot. I think that's like the general consensus for like diehard X Men fans. And like I I love those movies, but I didn't know like how shitty Brian Singer was. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then well, I did. It's like the type of thing where, like, I if your first okay, so when, if your first introduction to something is like that mainstream media, like you don't know any better, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, and you know, I, and I've I've been guilty of the same thing. Like, there's things where I'm like, I've never heard of this, and I watched the movie, and it was so awesome. And then, like, the diehard fans are like, this isn't anything like the cartoon, or you know, yeah, yeah. But, well, my first introduction to X-Men was. Uh, definitely the cartoon but like I, I was like a fucking little kid so i didn't really know shit but right. i did fall in love with like the excuse me the iron man cartoon okay and that's kind of like what get started like my love for like i figured out that iron man was from a comic book and then i started picking up comic books and then i was already a fan of like wrestling and a bunch of other nerd shit but um so we are here to discuss the final chapter of phase four, which is Wakanda forever. Honestly, uh, we're going to give our quick non-spoiler thoughts slash first reactions uh, before we get into the nitty gritty, because there's a lot to get into. And uh, I guess what, what was your uh, non-spoiler thoughts, first reactions of the movie? I mean, I, as soon as I left the theater, I wanted to see it again. So it's like the type of thing. And I, you know, of course, when you're like this deep 
into the nerd nerd stuff like you always get some you know you get some reviews going like i read a couple of reviews and you know and it seemed like you know it seemed like everybody had problems with new characters which whenever i was watching the movie i didn't bat an eye at that i was like i thought that it worked and i was just excited to see everything that was happening and i was mostly you know of course the the like the chadwick boseman stuff like it was such a tribute and there was definitely some spots in during the movie where they just let you feel the emotion yeah 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 for (laughs) sure but uh, you know all of the chadwick boseman tributes aside i was fucking stoked to see namor Oh yeah, especially you know we just talked about the X Men, which we'll get into that. But yeah, yeah. Um, I definitely agree. I thought I was most excited for this project pre Chadwick Boseman's death, and then um, not saying that his death amplified my excitement for this movie because it didn't. Right. I just was more intrigued to see how they would write this movie and like how they would handle his death right which i think they did they did it perfectly and i don't think they could have done it better another way which we'll get into that once we start talking spoilers um yeah. the introduction like right? for and it's like the type of thing where you know once that happened and then you know rumors started coming out about how they had to course correct and stuff for all that to happen and we get this movie i was like no complaints you know what i oh, mean oh yeah no yeah. like it was yeah. I, I will say this like phase four is definitely not the strongest phase, but I get it's a rebuilding phase. So there's stuff that's always gonna be hit or miss, right? But I definitely do think that for me it was like what I think of the MCU. Like I think about this movie in the same caliber as like a civil war and like a winter soldier almost. Yeah. To where like the action was insane it was like nonstop from like beginning to end and then like you left the movie theater being like whoa shit like that yeah like that was a statement which i haven't the last thing that made me feel that way was probably the loki series right right yeah the the ending the ending yeah and you're just like oh shit you're like Um, what is gonna go down not even like dr strange did that for me and i really love that movie i really liked I mean, I loved No Way Home, mm-hmm. uh, which we'll get into the rankings of uh, or the top three like favorite projects that we thought in this in this phase. But right. I definitely it's definitely my favorite phase four project. And it's definitely I need to watch it again to like decide where I want to put it. But it's yeah. it's up there. And I'll just say this now. To me, it's a step above the first Black Panther, which I thought was a perfect movie, too. Right. Um, I do want to say this, though, like, you know, just just to get it out of the way, like a lot of people have been shitting all over phase four. And it's like, I, you know, I'm a huge comic book fan and I'm like excited to see anything on screen, you know, that that was like, oh, more, always. Yeah. Always. Know, so, yeah, yeah. So when it comes to phase four, we had a we have a lot of different genres. We have a lot of different stuff. We have a lot of different characters. And I never really was like, oh, this is the worst phase. This is so shitty. Like, I the only thing I could think uh, think on is like, 
whenever I see all these people talking shit is like, dude, I remember going to the theater for phase one and phase two movies and being like, that was all right. Can't wait to see where they take it. You know what I mean? But yeah. like, like even Captain America, the first one, I was like, that was pretty good for for a character that I only kind of liked, but I can't wait to see where they go with it. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it just blows my mind how expectations are just like so big for everything right now. Like, like I, I, I truly think that a lot of young people at this point walk into a movie theater and think every single movie is going to be the best movie they've ever fucking seen or it's garbage. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but it's also people who like, and, and, you know, I guess we can start getting into the nitty gritty. So if you're listening to this from this point forward, we're talking spoilers and, uh, everything else about the movie so if you haven't watched the movie go watch it and save this podcast and come back to it later but with that being said i also feel like people just want like dense storylines or like you're just like oh like why did they have to make it political or like why did it have to tell like a message and it's just like you clearly haven't read a comic book you clearly don't understand that a lot of these characters were de- derived from political issues that got told in the comics and have created like the X-Men, for example, one of the yeah. biggest political comic books of all time. Exactly. And people, and people are probably going to shit a brick when they come into the MCU and it's big. I mean, it's a big political thing because I've always thought that too. It's like <laughs> when we finally get X-Men, which is like a huge group of like, minorities and gay people and like you know what i mean like everyone living together with all of their problems and all of their opinions it's just like people are gonna be like what the fuck is this yeah Yeah. (laughs) and it's like dude pick up a fucking comic book exactly like like i'm not always a fan of like if you're gonna shit on something like read the source material because i i am guilty of being a fan of the witcher and not knowing shit about them about like the like the source material or or a bunch of other things right but i do think like to get a better understanding of like the characters and like the lore and like the stories that potentially can be told from a character or any art you should probably maybe look into it and see like I don't know. Maybe I'm just like a normal human and think like normal. And I like these other freaks <laughs> that like watch these movies and are like, why, why does Black Panther got to be this? And like, why? Like, you know, um, like, I mean, a, a huge, a huge example like is, you know, I, I really enjoyed the She-Hulk show. Oh, I loved it. Yeah. And and I seriously had a friend like hit me up and, you know, this is like a white guy who's like alpha male kind of guy. And, you know. He's like, you told me this show was good. And I was like, it is. I mean, it is pretty good to me. And he was like, you don't you don't see the messages they're trying to send you? And I'm like, I see them. I see a female-fronted show written by a female that are cracking jokes about things they have to deal with. Yeah. And he, and he was like, you're obviously not paying attention. Are you one of those woke people now? Oh, God. And, you know, and I was just like... You know, and then the same week I went to the comic book store and just looked at the shelves to where it's like this week, last week, the week before. Yeah. And there's just hundreds of titles for every genre, 
for every person. And, you know, and I'm just like, what what's it going to take for someone to be like, oh, I get it. Girls need their show. Oh, I get it. You know, like uh, Muslims need their. Yeah. Character. Oh, Asian people need their character. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. instead we have like mad, like people that are like, why is this not for me? Everything needs to be for me. Yeah, which is like goes to like the topic of like that I wanted to get into is like with like representation. Like mm-hmm. I've felt seen in this movie and we'll get into like Talokan and we'll get into like all the beautiful lore that that was, which I thought was really cool. But like for an example, like I forgot what the what the podcast I was listening to said, but they were like, you guys have Hollywood. Like, like it's enough white people. Like it's enough. Like, like, you know, like, like, like obviously you're not going to relate to every character. You're not going to relate to every situation that arises in, in, in the story. But I think representation is super important. And like you said, it goes back to like, even just like picking up a comic book, like the fact that you can pick up a comic book and you have like someone like Kamala Khan, like the effects that that's going to have on like a child that is the same ethnicity like it's going to be crazy so exactly and yeah i'm i'm personally i'm half thai and i'm half white so it's like you know i i like you know obviously i like regular movies with white people in them but you know whenever a movie like shang chi came out i was like this is badass you know what i mean like it's so fucking cool yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. so and like instead of like being like being critical of that i feel like you should be cheering on the other team, right? Like, right. Exactly. So, like, so, like, when the first Black Panther came out, like, a lot of the Latino community, or a lot of the, or I, I would, I wouldn't say a lot, but like a big part of the toxic Latino community was like, "Where's our fucking movie?" And it's like, dude, like, relax, like, we're getting there, like, there'll be something in the future, and slowly but surely, with Phase Four, it started getting introduced. You got the new Falcon, which is. A Latino, you have Oscar Isaac in the MCU as Moon Knight, and now obviously we have Namor in the com in in the MCU with Mesoamerican roots, which I think is so fucking cool. So right. we'll just get into that. Obviously, I, first spoiler, I guess first discussion that I want to get, and I, and I think got overlooked based on like a bunch of cool stuff that happened in the movie. The M word was finally said in the MCU. Yeah, and I think I popped the hardest probably in that movie theater for it yeah um how did you feel being an x-men fan basically getting the confirmation that name namor is probably the first mutant in the mcu let alone it being like tied to the comics yeah i mean obviously i had chills i was like it was a goodie i was like you know like people like my wife was with me and i was like oh they fucking you know and she you know obviously she's like okay (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah but you know every it's like every little thing lately with the mcu they just hint hint it's it's coming all hint yeah you know what i mean yeah so obviously i was giddy and and the just the presence of you know namor was like every scene he was in i was just like this you know, like moving forward, when we start getting mutants, I want this presence. You know what I mean? I want exactly strong. Like, yeah, it was it was awesome. 
yeah, I thought it was amazing the way they they wrote him in and the way they. Yeah, like the way they wrote that, I thought was genius, and and it's 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 a loose confirmation because obviously, like they teased the Wanda stuff, mm -hmm. um, and then they said mutation. They said mutation, Miss Marvel. Yeah, right. and then they like played the song with just like a confirmation, but yeah, yeah. like you never officially like got it right. Right. Uh, I, I guess we'll just get right into it. So like Namor for me was like the perfect. Just, just perfect. Like, <laughs> yeah. um, there was know, a lot of people too. They don't know that, like, people have been. You know, this is like Aquaman. This is the Aquaman, and it's like, you no, know, let's get it straight. Like, Aquaman yeah. is the Namor. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, that it's the other way around. So, yeah, I, you know, I thought when when I first heard that they were gonna tie. Namor to Mesoamerican roots, I was really excited because like, you know, and, and again, it's like back to like the representation. It's like telenovelas in, in, in Mexico or Mexican movies always have uh, light-skinned actors or light-skinned Mexican actors, or sometimes they even cast like, like the products of like what ha like the products of colonization right like 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 there's light-skinned mexicans because of like what happened and they touched that in the movie and i just thought it was really cool that they went the indigenous route they stuck true to the roots of the way they told his story was historically accurate like spain did come over give people smallpox and it basically just wiped out a whole generation so I did like the name spin of El Nino Sin Amor, the, the, the child without love in that him adapting that. And then I do, I did love how they tied Kulkulkan to like the father, the, the feather serpent God, which I thought was really cool. Um, obviously you being an X-Men fan, how did you feel about them changing the I way mean, he was in the, in the, I, so I didn't mind it, honestly, you know, I know I'm sure a lot of, you know, hardcore fans are like mad about it, but it's like, it's like, we are, we already have an Aquaman in, you know, our world. Yeah. You know, Jason, Jason Momoa fucking getting all buff and going, my man, my man, you know, like over yeah. and over. And, and it's the type of thing where I was like, I honestly think it's a cool move to like still make Marvel different no matter what, you know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. And to me, you know, do it better and do it less corny. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like with, with the Aquaman movie, it's like the underwater scenes and like how they talk and but like shit. fucking avatar dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, so I don't know. It's just, I, every underwater scene with like in this movie, I was just like, you know, I was like ch having chills and like being like, this is so cool. And like every scene when I watched Aquaman, I was like, this Let's is whack. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, and 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 I was a fan of the Aquaman movie. Like, I'm not gonna sit here and lie to you, but right. I definitely was like, this is like corny, you know? Yeah, yeah. It was uh, too much for me. I will say that that scene where he takes Shuri down into uh, Dalokan and she gets shown the city, like I, I was, I was 
I was already crying from the beginning. The credits started. And then like I just started flowing with tears, like because the the score, obviously, like L- Ludwig killed the first score in the first movie. He does it again in this one. But like I felt like it was a realistic representation of like, and I guess we don't have a realistic representation of an underwater society because we don't like there's not one that exists and we're in to compare to. But like if I were to imagine one, I would imagine Dalokan versus the DC DC Atlantis, right? Right. Um, where it's still dark and they have to find their source of power through something else, which is a a vibranium made sun, which is like just fucking insane to even think about. And then like the horror element they gave to the those people, like yeah. the people from Talokan was insane. Yeah. Like yeah. I started shitting bricks when like they did like the sirens yeah i was like like, yeah oh (laughs) i was like oh my god like this is so great and like again ryan coogler just did an amazing job of writing but sticking and making making them feel relevant to um latinos across the world because i thought that was really cool and that made me tear up because like you've never seen that you've never seen like true like embodiment of like the mexico american culture like just like down just the same way they did the first the first black panther like they honored everything about everything and i just really liked it so yeah i mean yeah it was awesome they well and it makes me also it makes me very excited you know looking at just ryan coogler's movies in the mcu now back to back or whatever you could watch it back to back and just be like these are like they're fun and they're still serious and they they give representation to like you know more than more than just one group of people like at this point and and it makes me really excited to think that he is uh the rumors are he's going to be doing one of the avengers movies you know oh man give him give him secret wars yeah because so. <laughs> the way he wrote everything was just perfect and you can't really I, I just just give him give him a doom movie too like if we're not going to introduce dr doom and fantastic four or if they're gonna make us wait for that he has to be introduced at some point right because secret wars and i feel like they're obviously adapting from the hickman run at this point um like give him like a doctor new movie because he has the best villains yeah yeah. it's like thanos the villains too like uh killmonger and namor you're like you sympathize with them you're like i could see why you know they're doing the things they do yeah. and i see why they're like brutal you know let's talk about namor's namor's music score when he came on the screen i was scared <laughs> i was scared like that like that song was like scary and he is so intimidating and i'm just like man like i almost wanted the guy to like win like just wipe out wakanda like you know what i mean like he 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 was so mesmerizing as a villain yeah um and, and i think it's funny though that like you know for like half the movie he's like this is gonna happen and don't tell anybody <laughs> pretty much pretty much you never you never saw yeah. me <laughs> yeah. yeah so then it kept being like who's who is doing this like we can't really talk about it yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. did so. you predict angela bassett dying in this movie oh hell no Dude, that that 
that rocked my shit when I yeah. watched a movie. Yeah. So and especially especially for like the outcome, right? Yeah. So like it's like we're we're now gonna forgive him for murdering the queen because you know because it's a strong alliance because <laughs> so it's it's like it's tough to be like oh man that's the responsible thing to do but yeah, yeah. this motherfucker murdered the queen dude <laughs> so, cold-blooded dude yeah well, cold-blooded I mean, but, but at the same time i feel like that stresses the kind of character namor is even in the comics you know what i mean he, yeah he's he's brutal he's ruthless but He's also very powerful. You might want to watch. He'll he'll steal your wife like he did to <laughs> yeah. Miss Doctor Mister Fantastic. You know, yeah. like storm. Uh, yeah, I saw some uh, panels with him and the White Queen. He's just like put trying to put it on her too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, I'm glad that like we still have so much to unravel of this character. That like we we just got like one side of him, right? It's just like. He'll do anything to protect his people. He is almost a godlike. He's almost looked at in the light as of a god. And like, again, that'll eventually tie back into like the mutant discussion, right? Like, are these mutants or do people see them as gods? Like, why are they so powerful? Which I feel like that's going to be such an important discussion. And I'm really interested to see where they go in the future with him. Because obviously, like, I think Black Panther 3 is probably going to be that war where it's like Dalokan and Wakanda versus like the surface world, which would be mm-hmm. kind of insane because at this point you're going to have to do it after Secret Wars, which I don't know how you would do that after Secret right. Wars. There, I mean, there's there's a lot that I wonder, you know, like with them giving us the timeline for when we're getting Avengers, like yeah. Secret Wars and stuff. And also I wonder with like, the x-men stuff you know what i mean it's like it's like we have people saying it might be a long time before we get the mcu version of x-men but does that mean you know with like the reveal of hugh jackman coming back oh dude yeah and yeah it's like so it makes me think that they really are gonna hold off and they're only gonna fuck with old fox x-men characters until after secret wars and then we're gonna finally get you know, a new version of X-Men after that. Yeah. Which I think it sucks, but at the same time, I'm down for it. You know what I mean? Because you can honestly do like so many phases alone on just X-Men storylines. Like wild. (laughs) Yeah. Like, so I don't, I understand wanting it to be rushed, but also like you have to explain, like, I think, the name the Namor issue does a really good job of his reasoning behind not wanting to reveal himself is almost the same reason is this is exactly the same reason why Wakanda didn't want to reveal themselves in certain aspects mm-hmm. but now you have people are like oh well mutants are just in hiding but you have excuse me but you have to have a good reason for that mm-hmm. you just can't use you just can't use they've already done it with the Eternals they've done it with Namor you can't keep using that story trope of like, oh, we were just in hiding because like we just wanted to hide. Like you just can't keep doing that. Right. And I feel like the X-Men deserve like a real they deserve an amazing introduction. And 
you know, people are like, well, we're getting the Fantastic Four. Like, I'm like, yeah, you can't tell Secret Wars without the Fantastic Four. Right. So okay. like, let's get that out of the way now. And, so, and you know, while we're, while we're on that, like too, I'm really excited to get a Fantastic Four movie because there's, I have like close friends that are like, yo, fuck the Fantastic Four. It's like, dude, they're the most important, like, characters in marvel like yeah they're the first family dude yeah yeah so it's like it's like i know you've seen the movies that aren't very good but let's not forget the characters themselves yeah yeah very important and very cool so i mean and 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 i think with uh multiverse of madness i think they did a good job of like kind of setting that expectation that like the multiverse is cool and here you see Charles Xavier, Black Bolt, and and Mister Fantastic mm-hmm. on Titan killing an evil Doctor Strange, like like that's like like I wish people would understand that bigger picture of like there's so much cool story to tell, and they're just getting you like just to the like the tip of the iceberg, you know? Um, right. And I, it's, a lot of people didn't, you know, like like I said too. Everybody's like oh dr strange wasn't even that good it's like uh look i know that it was like a huge budgeted sam raimi production that obviously kevin Feige just like kind of let him do what he wanted but at the same time the fucking scene alone with the illuminati is like worth it yeah worth it i'm just like i don't know what you guys are complaining about like this is this is insane to me you get charles xavier (laughs) in the wheelchair with the same exact suit that he's wearing in the in the cartoon right and then he gets his neck snap like how like <laughs> how is that not cool like yeah i understand probably like it wasn't like i think that these projects that we're getting are almost and this goes back to like what we were talking about earlier like expectations like not every movie is going to be like an infinity war or an Endgame. Right. And obviously, like maybe Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness did have that feeling, but like that movie was only there, in my opinion, to introduce the basic rules of like incursions. Mm-hmm. And Wanda too. They had yeah. To, they had they to had set up Wanda. Yeah, they had to stress the point that like yeah, this is the person that you all have cared about, and now she is a problematic character. You know what I mean? So. Because I think that we're gonna, we're still gonna see Wanda go back and forth, like moving forward. Like, th- there's just no way they won't take advantage of the back and forth that Wanda is as a character. Oh yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah. I mean, again, there's just so much cool stuff, and 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 one of the things that I'm looking forward to, especially now after watching Wakanda Forever, is is the Ironheart show. I just I thought the 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 story plot they used to introduce this character almost mimicked the Chadwick Boseman introduction in Civil War, where it wasn't the main story, but it was so critical to the story that it felt like one of the main storylines. What, yeah. what, what are your thoughts on Ironheart? So I really liked that introduction. You know what I mean? Like we have this like, you know no-name character that is super smart you know like being tricked into design shit for the government you know yeah and i thought that worked really well i know like i said earlier like a lot of people's main complaint was like i just felt like there were characters that we focused on 
mainly to move the MCU forward with new characters. You know, but it's I mean? the end of a phase. Like we knew that was going to be in the movie. Like yeah, we didn't exactly. know like to what extent, but like, yeah, the 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 surprises in the movie I thought were really pleasant. Like I didn't expect Everett Ross to be in the movie, let alone Valentina De Fontaine in the movie. Oh yeah, yeah. Like exactly. like it just goes to show you that like how much. Like, there's still so much more to expand on. But, yeah, I... So, at first, obviously, the rumors of, like, Doctor Doom being introduced in this movie were, like, really rampant. And, like, at first, when they were, like, oh, a scientist created this vibranium detector. And I was, like, oh, my God, it's going to be Doctor Doom. And then they were, like, it's an American. And I was, like, oh, Reed Richards? Like, who is it? And then they were, like, Reed Williams. I was, like, I'm okay with this. Like, let's go. Like, this is... Like, this is just, like, I thought it was a perfect story, and the main complaint I see online is that she took away from the story, but I think she added a lot more that had she not been present in the movie, the movie, I mean, she was the main reason why Namor came to Wakanda. <laughs> exactly. That's That was what I thought, too. Like, because I honestly think that there are sometimes reviews with certain people's complaints that automatically influence a lot of people to say the same thing you know what i mean yeah and and that's and and if you never ever brought that up would they even think that they would bet and i yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. and so that's just what i thought like we're always gonna get an introduction to some sort of side character whether they are a big character moving forward or whether they're not yeah And, and it's like i don't know whenever people complain about that i'm like well, dude, like this is just comic books. <laughs> like, you know what I There's, mean? They're, yeah. They're finding a way to introduce this person. Like, I mean, even, you know, even Donald Glover showed up in a Spider Man movie at one point in time and had like hinted to be. Lines. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone's like, oh my God, it's the Prowler. Yeah. And then he never even, they never even played that one out. I, but I didn't set We that don't up. know yet. We don't know yet. Yeah. yeah. yeah but I, I still wasn't just like, Ugh, you know, like there's, it just seems like they're just trying to fit characters in where they can just for the sake of. And it's I like, was like, oh, this is cool. Yeah, exactly. Because like in comics, you'll you'll read pages and then you're like, oh shit, there's a cameo by someone. Yeah, there there'll be like a a last page of someone of like a silhouette, and you and that silhouette will be saying something, and then you won't hear about it for like. A, a, until a year later you know in the comic and yeah. then they finally bring it up <laughs> and i and i think this is like kind of like the the weird complaint about like some of the movies and like some of the fan base is that like do we forget like how marvel started like how it led to being like the big like connective universe that it is it literally started with iron man popping up into a bar next to general ross like right and then every like oh but now like that they can incorporate that into stories without ruining a movie or like a big surprise. It's like, I thought it was really cool. And also just let me, I'll say this now. I love Ironheart. I love Riri Williams in this movie. Uh, I liked the Iron Man nods. I liked, I liked that she's an MIT student. Like, did she get help from like the, the Tony Stark grants? Like I'm excited to see how that folds out. And and I'm just going to say it. I think they hinted at Tony coming back as her AI because there's a scene when they're in the in the in uh, 
Shuri's lab where she goes, what is that? And she goes, oh, it's like my AI. And they like make it a point to acknowledge that. Cause right. like, I mean, I have Iron Man tattooed on me. As you can see, I have the gauntlet and the comic behind me. Like I teared up watching her use her suit. Yeah. And then like mimicking like her shooting up into the sky and running up uh, out of oxygen. I'm like, man, like this is so cool. And it's like such a cool passing of the torch. Like I was, I was super stoked uh, about, about that setup and, and, and that future to come. Yeah. And, you know, whenever they, you know, just talking about the same concept of the Tony Stark, right. Uh, it's like, we might get a Tony Stark AI, but you know, do you think he would come back in a show? Probably not. Probably but, not. It'll be like a secret wars reveal, you yeah. know? But the thing is about what's going on with our timeline right now, moving forward is, there was a show that just got revealed to be turned into a movie. Exactly. Which is, you know, yeah, Armor, Armor Wars, yeah. It's gonna be about Tony Stark's tech. Tech, thing. yeah. So it's like we yeah, we might see Tony Stark show up in that as an AI or something, just tech. because like they'd they're you know, just think of them being like, You think he would ever come back for a show? And then like Robert Downey Jr. being like, I mean, we gotta make him we gotta make it bigger than that you know <laughs> which is like which is like even feels more speculation to me it's like that show got turned into a movie like something's happening like right. like something's happening you know yeah uh i also want to say that there has been i've come across a few you know all the haters for with uh that are talking shit about wakanda like they like i've seen some specifically bring up how stupid ironheart looked and I was like, what the fuck are they talking about? Dude, like, she looked fucking awesome. Yeah. She looked badass, especially with those big ass rail guns like on her arms and shit. Dude. She she had a better mock too than Iron Man did. <laughs> yeah. Like if you really yeah. want to get down to the nitty-gritty of it. And I'm a fucking I'm I'm hashtag team Iron Man. Like she had a better mock two than Iron Man did in the fucking first movie. Like, whatever. Like yeah. she even had a better mock one. Yeah, exactly. So I still I just there's always going to be haters, but it's just we've, we're getting to a point where it's like, geez, dude, well, like, are we just trying to get content? Which, exactly. Clicks, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it's like it's like uh, I, I guess we could talk about this now, but um, there's a certain creator out there that had a real big issue with how they used Chadwick Boseman's real life death and basically put it into the movie. And to me, and I wanted to get your opinion on this, is I felt that was the best way and only way to do it because I would have been more disrespected as a fan of not only Chadwick, but as a comic book person or as just a nerd, had he been killed off screen, had he been uh, in a fight and slipped off the edge of the Wakandan mountain or something. Like, I'm glad they stuck to his real life situation and they used that and just kind of got it out of the way, but his presence was full throughout the whole movie. So I wanted to get your opinion about that. How did you think they handled addressing T'Challa's death in the movie? I mean, I thought they handled it great. Like in, and I haven't, I guess I haven't really seen, I've seen people talking about, you know, the way they did it and stuff. I don't think I've come across many people being 
upset about it or saying it was like, you know, a dumb way to do it. But like, you have to really remember that like in real life, these were all like friends. These are all people that like went through this experience of like, of making Black Panther and going through this journey of it becoming huge, like this huge phenomenon. And, you know, that was their homie. Like, and, and of course, whenever you're making a new movie and the the dude unexpectedly passed, like, of course they're going to want to pay respects to the character and to the person, like when it moving forward. So that was like Ryan Coogler's, one of his best friends. So it's like, yeah. So it would be, it would be stupid to not do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I didn't know that Ryan didn't know. I was listening to, the first uh they they're marvel's doing like an official like wakanda forever podcast mm-hmm. and uh, it was revealed in the podcast that during the shooting of the first black panther uh it took chadwick a bit to kind of recollect himself after excuse me after shooting um like the like the black panther fight scenes in the water and stuff mm-hmm. because he was still working sick and you know he get he gets emotional talking about it and and they obviously used like that real life death to fuel not only the movie but like the performances and like i feel like that's the only way to move forward right it's like you it, and and uh, face force about grief and how you move on and how you deal with that stuff so i just thought it was almost poetic that they put that into the movie to fuel everyone in Wakanda to move forward and I thought it was just so well written that you couldn't you couldn't have really done it any other way I think yeah and it's and it was like the type of thing too where even you know like you're saying they used it to fuel it to the point of like real life you know dialogue and stuff yeah yeah there's, there's even like a part where they're like he suffered in silence until it was just too late you know and yep and it's and like, he really did. Yeah. So it's crazy. And it's yeah. like you see these people shedding tears on screen. You're like, this this isn't acting, man. Exactly. Like this is you're feeling it as you go. And and especially and, that, that opening crawl, man. Oh dude. <laughs> like whenever they, you know, do the Marvel Studios logo, it's just complete silence. And yeah. I was just like, oh <laughs> and 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 I and I want to give Ryan Coogler his flowers. Not that I, not that it matters. I'm just some fucking nerd. But um, the the use of silence in this movie is so powerful that I found this movie to be some of the best parts have been in the silence that you hear when Queen Ramonda's at the UN pleading her case about her losing everything. Um, the silence between her and Namor when they're talking about just everything. And then the silence that you, that you get after Queen Ramonda dies is like, man, like silence was almost the main character of this movie because it, it, it takes a lot for a movie to make you feel something, but it also takes even more to a comic book movie to make you feel something in silence. Mm-hmm. And like you, you, the movie hadn't even started yet. It was just a crawl, and you're like, "Fuck! Yeah. Like this is gonna be heavy." Yeah. Well, I was like waiting for that theme, you know. To, to oh yeah, it. and then it just never did, and I was like, "Oh man!" Like 
and then you could hear people in the theater like oh i was i was yeah i was i was already out of there yeah and and then they hit you with like shuri just trying to save her brother Mm -hmm. and then like just that whole scene was so powerful and that's like the cold open to the movie and you're just like fuck like yeah what are we in like what are we in like like what's next in the movie yeah and and if you you know if you pay attention to the first black panther and this one especially like you can see that when ryan coogler is putting together scenes he's always thinking about what the music is doing exactly you know like whether it's silence or like these small rhythmic tones that start slowly picking up and building through the scene you know and it's and it dude it's strong it's It's, yeah it's and and yeah i credit to ludwig for such an amazing score that just tells a beautiful story and it just in the music alone my biggest what the fuck moment for me an oh shit moment was the reappearance of eric killmonger oh yeah yeah, dude. I uh, I honestly, so I accidentally see spoilers here and there. You know what I mean. But whenever like I'm at the theater, like I don't have time to even think about it. Yeah. And and I do remember seeing that there was like rumors where like Killmonger's spotted on set, you know, and like shit like that. To where, but at the same time, once it happened, I was like, oh shit. I always like, thought it was a rumor, right? Like, yeah. and you always hear these rumors and. And sometimes there's credibility to the rumors, right? Right. Like, like, and people are like, oh man, like, how can you read these like spoilers and stuff? Because you still get to experience it. Like you, like, like, like rumors of Toby and, and, and Andrew being in the movie doesn't hit you till you actually fucking see them. Right. You know? And I was bracing myself in that scene because I was like, fuck, we're going to get Chadwick. And I'm not ready for it. Like right. I, like, like in my head, like I was like, maybe it's like the last thing he filmed. Maybe it was like something that they didn't use. And and I was pleasantly surprised because you feel her rage, you feel her anger as someone she's lost everything. And like the, I thought that was like the perfect person to push her narrative, in the sense of like, I need to kill fucking Namor. Yeah, you know I, and it was, you know, it was perfect. It was perfect in that moment to get that. Yeah, because I didn't, because I wasn't even, until like halfway through the conversation, I wasn't even putting the two together. Like, damn, wait, she does want to kill she does want she literally and when he brought up didn't you say you wanted to see the world burn and it was like oh shit shit." yeah he got you there sister like yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) which that was a pleasant surprise that i'm glad which again goes to like the weird like society we're in where like spoilers are almost a headline nowadays Mm -hmm. and like i like that they were able to keep a lot of the stuff under wraps for the most part yeah, for the most um, part. I, it, I still have to I have to go opening day to any Marvel movie. Oh yeah. Just because it's hell for me. To... <laughs> like I'm like dodging spoilers. Like yeah. well, like it's it's gotten so bad that like even on YouTube, the day before the movie comes out, it's like you're seeing these scenes 
and you're like, like I'm like, scroll, no, scroll past that shit. Like, like, and it's and it's pretty easy to recognize a scene, an upcoming movie on <laughs> fucking YouTube. Yeah. Well, like, and then even now you have like real, like, I guess we'll talk about it. Like John Campia spoiling with like actual <laughs> pictures. Oh yeah. Yeah, and it's like he he didn't even think. It's like, come on, dude. <laughs> like, come on, dude. Yeah, I think uh, you know, I I'm a, I'm a, a fan of John Campia, but like in that scenario, I oh, like, I I love him and Robert, like some of my favorite, yeah. like yeah, yeah. But moving forward with with that, you know that he's gonna have to like take it easy with what he's putting out. You know, he's oh, like, yeah. especially when you're like, these look so real. Gosh, you know, it's like. Yeah, because they're fucking real, dude. Well, there's also then like in that same context, he got a picture of Defender Strange, and he oh, like yeah. teased it in one of his up ep- and like one of his in one of his streams, hmm. and then he was like, "Well, now I can tell you guys this is what I got," and I was like, "Dude, like, just shut yeah. up." The one of the things that always gets me is like I'm a big action figure guy, and whenever they drop like there's there's times like months before the movie comes out oh yeah the toys yeah yeah they drop a teaser on a toy and you're just like fuck is this yeah what, is this what we're getting you know so well like the multiverse was the fucking the lego set where it was like uh everyone thought it was gargantos or it was gargantos oh right yeah and uh <laughs> yeah so now toys and spoiler culture need to i mean i I want to start collecting figures, but I need to get a house before I do that because I know I'm gonna start going crazy with stuff. Dude, it's it's such a crazy addiction, honestly. <laughs> oh yeah, I have my my one of my good friends is literally sending me like pre link orders. They don't charge you to get shit. I'm like, I don't want it. I don't want it. Because then I'm gonna be like, yeah. where the fuck did this three hundred dollar charge come from? Yeah, well, the problem is too is like when you feel like you're the most broke is whenever it starts being like processing order, processing order. And you're like, yeah, oh. you're like, damn it, I forgot I ordered this X Men yeah. set three months ago. Yeah, uh, yeah. What speaking about cameos and stuff? What did you think about uh, Valentina De Fontaine? I was surprised to see her. I was too. I didn't think they were gonna do any of that seed planting yes but you know obviously we are getting a thunderbolts movie and i think that she is the beginning of the building blocks to leading up to that you know yeah which i thought was really cool because now we find like everyone was like well how the fuck are they gonna do a thunderbolts movie and now it's like kind of starting to make sense like right especially with uh casting of harrison ford to, to be in there as thunderbolt ross it's fucking it. did you see the the big spoiler about harrison ford and in in captain america 4 I, I don't know if you want to hear it or not but <laughs> well i mean you could tell me if you want but if if you want to hold it back that's fine with me too um <laughs> there was so i'm in this uh chat with daniel rpk and he didn't tell us first. He tweeted it out first, or it was one of his like paid posts or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the casting sheet for General Ross, it says uh, President of the United States. Oh shit, that's awesome! So, 
It, I think it's almost meta to have Harrison Ford play the president of the United States in the MCU. Right. For those who know, Harrison Ford's been president in countless movies. Yeah. Uh, and uh, which kind of is cool because now you kind of know what's going to like, you kind of have an idea of like hmm. him and Valentina being like Valentina being the director of the CIA, him being the president of the United States. It's going to be so wild. Oh, dude. Can't wait. I feel like which in my opinion like now makes sense like why bucky is cast in the thunderbolts movie because i feel like everyone's like well we never got our white wolf our our our, our white wolf payoff they're gonna try and invade wakanda and bucky's gonna be like damn maybe i'm on the wrong side here yeah and i feel like i'm just kind of piecing piecing like the way i like to do stuff it's just my mind starts going crazy when i hear new user stuff like um which i thought was really cool um Big shocker though that Everett Ross was the one married to Valentina De Fontaine. Oh, yeah. That that is a that is a spoiler. Or that's a big shocker because he's it's Nick a, Fury. He's a chill guy. Yeah, it's also Nick Fury <laughs> in the comics. Oh really? Yeah, like him and Valentina De Fontaine have like a thing and everyone's like, oh like but I feel like Secret Invasion is gonna be Nick Fury's swan song. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he makes it. I also think that Valentina's a fucking scroll, but yeah because she's everywhere right um are were you gonna talk about shuri at at all yeah i was just getting there uh how did you feel about her taking up the mantle and and let's just say she absolutely nailed the role and everything like yeah so i think she did a really a really great job and you know like it makes sense Obviously, it makes sense if you know anything about the comics for her to to be the fill in Black Panther. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And I think and I think they real they really tried to make the statement with the way that things went to say that she is a fill in Black Panther un, until further notice. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, because I know a lot of people have a problem with her as an actress. Um, and that's kind of. Actually, on my show, we're going to talk about some stuff uh, next week or on Thursday. But, you know, the we're going to talk about like art versus artist. And, Ooh. you know, yeah, so, that's going to get real nice and, and, and spicy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's going to be real spicy. But, you know, a lot of people, she she caused a lot of problems during the production of the movie because she was having a lot of anti-vax you know statements and she was like tweeting it out and standing by it and then was like wondering why everybody's mad whenever production kept being halted it's like she's traveling to she's from the uk right yeah yeah and so it's like her traveling to these locations to do her production scenes and stuff like that for disney going back and forth always took longer than they expected because of her anti-vax stuff yeah and uh do do you know what actually happened with her being injured i don't know all i know that it happened on set right but i don't know what they were shooting what was the extent of the injury but it halted production even longer. I do know that. Yeah, and see, and that's like a thing where, like, I don't know what happened, but some people just think 
it was still, you know, like this anti-vax kind of problem that led to more problems, you know, mm. and stuff like that. So, yeah. but I don't know for sure. So don't like quote me on that. But so that's why a lot of people were just like, man, I, I even have people that I work with that were like, I don't really want to go see that movie. And I'm like, why? And they're like, I don't really like Letitia Wright. Like the, the things I hear about her in real life just don't make me want to go see, you know? God. And, and I was like, but you'll still listen to David Bowie or fucking <laughs> like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But I was like, dude, t- I text those people immediately. And we're just like, dude, the movie's sick. You got to go see it. I honestly almost forgot about those problems. Mm-hmm. Like I had, they weren't even a thing in my head when I started watching the movie or on my way to the movie or my decision to purchase the tickets, you know, like I thought, I thought, man, she killed it. And um, she does a really good job of carrying, carrying the story and you know, her grief is real. Um, And I didn't know. So what was even more heartbreaking was that um, I forgot the way, uh, I forgot the way she found out was, but it was really scary, like really like heartbreaking. Um, because she recently uh, put it out in a um, in a press conference in a press thing for uh, for Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. How she found out? Um, let's see. I have to look it up. Sorry, guys. Uh, okay, so here it is. Uh, Letitia Wright tells heartbreaking story about finding out about Chas- Chadwick's death via email. So she reads the email and it starts off with saying, my condolences. And she starts ha- she starts freaking out. She picks up the phone to call Chadwick. But obviously Chadwick doesn't answer. Mm-hmm. She keeps yeah. calling, she keeps calling, and then finally she calls Daniel Kalua. And Daniel Kalua was like, like he's gone. So that's really heartbreaking to hear. Damn. That yeah, that's sad. So it's yeah, I think she killed it. I'm super excited to see her uh play Black Panther again. While she might be a fill-in, I kind of want her to be like a permanent thing until storyline why something has to happen i think that you know what they were trying to say with where the story went is like she is more gonna be down to help lead but then she's letting uh uh, umbaku kind of handle the fighting duties or whatever that's what i mean that's what i took away from it yeah same here yeah but i'm not sure you know what i mean but yeah, like I, you could see in most of the scenes that like she was, you know, emotional. I mean, obviously you're supposed to be, but like there was times where you're like thinking about her in real life whenever she's got the tears rolling in those, some of those scenes. Yeah. And then, you know, it, it's going to be interesting because the part I was already a mess at the end of the movie, yeah. but that mid credit scene. Right. And but that's also you know with what we've been talking about like why it feels like they're like hold up like for anyone who has a problem with her be Shiri becoming Black Panther soon Here's there will why. be yeah 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 so yeah and I also think it was a way 
it was an awesome way to not it was an awesome way to honor Chadwick and the legacy that he did create playing T'Challa, but also like the whole re- the whole hashtag recast T'Challa movement. Mm-hmm. Here's a reason why you don't need to recast. Yeah. Is this like it is it was there was rumors about that kid, his son being in the movie. And at one point I was like, we're not going to get it, which I thought was fine. And then they, they punch you in the heart one last time. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Did, did you stay for the after credits? Is there anything after the credits? Like, uh, all I know was that there was the little, uh, black Panther will return the black Panther will return. Oh, okay. Okay. So there's going to be a third movie coming. Um, Overall, oh, I guess, uh, yeah. The another heartbreaking scene for me was when uh, Okoye got stripped of her duties. Oh yeah, the Dora Milaje. Yeah, that was tough. And then they and then they set up the Midnight Angel tease, which I don't know if you know in the comics, but I'm pretty excited about what that setup could bring in the future. Uh, I actually don't know about the Midnight Angel. So the Midnight Angels in the comics are um, set up as a it is it is Anika and another member of the Dora Milaje and forgive me for butchering that, but basically they they do get they don't get kicked out of the Dora Milaje but they do get stripped of their duties which I guess is the same thing but uh, they become uh, Anika kills a tribal chief in one of the comics as a member of the Dora Milaje. So they get booted out of the Dora Milaje for doing that. Then she eventually, they eventually form the Midnight Angels and they go around liberating women from villages throughout Wakanda. And then they basically turn on the throne as a, as a thing of like T'Challa's rule as king, as a man is affecting so many people especially women mm-hmm. and they eventually almost become like a not an anti-villain but they do become enemies of of wakanda at one point right which i think that is really cool setting is- because now you have her being upset like in the story in this movie it was used like hey like i'm giving you something else like i'm giving you a purpose to fight mm-hmm. but you're still going to have that resentment which i think is going to be really important in the future Right. I mean, with comics in general, they'll find any angle to keep you guessing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, so yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, you know, like, and that's what, like, I, I saw someone being like, they would never, Shuri, if Shuri and T'Challa were this close, why does she not know about his son? And it's like, comics push, like, every relationship's boundaries. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. why would you know why does everyone have to know everything you know but exactly you know what i mean but so. but they confirmed that ramonda knew before she died right about prince t'challa existing right and then again like i thought it was so poetic that like you saw what killmonger growing up outside of that civilization it still mm-hmm. affected him his dad got killed by his by his brother in front of him Mm-hmm. like you like i thought it was so poetic that they took him out put him in haiti and he still got to he's growing up sadly without a father but 
he's not having to face the pressures of having to step into that role, having to be a prince of royalty. Right. And and imagine if Namor knew that fucking T'Challa had a kid. Yeah. <laughs> fucking forget it, dude. He'd kill that kid. It'd be so bad. It'd be so bad. And then people would really hate Namor. Um, it just makes me laugh whenever people, like, you know, question certain things like, you know, that, for example, like, if, you know, if T'Challa and Shuri were that close, why wouldn't she know? It's like, well... If you've read a comic, why would Scott Summers make out with Emma Frost on top of Jean Grey's grave? Exactly. <laughs> it's yeah. just comic books, dude. <laughs> also, like, homie was snapped for five years. Like, we forget that the Chala was yeah. was part of the snap. Like, you know, but yeah, but like, you, you don't need to have a logical explanation for everything. Like, it's comics. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, like, it's like fucking... At one point, Beast went back in time to grab the old 60s X-Men and bring them to the future to show to the, you know, like present day X-Men. But it was all off screen. Why? Because comic books. That's why. <laughs> like, exactly. Where do you rank this movie? And the uh, before, before, before we get to that, let's talk about one more thing. Okay. Uh, how did you feel about Umbaku in this movie? Oh man, I'm sorry, y'all. I there is so much to cover in this movie. There is a lot of it. So my apologies. <laughs> um the fact that he's the one who steps up to be almost a brother role to mm. Shuri was I think beautiful in the sense that he was like, My your brother told me to look out after you. Like the fact that Chadwick, or I guess T'Challa, had all these things set in place for his death. Right. I thought just that was a beautiful touch. And um I want to see him in take I want to see him take the herb, man. I yeah. want to see him take the heart-shaped herb, and I want to yeah. see him in that suit. Yeah, for sure. And I and I think you know, a lot of people I've seen complaints about how he wasn't you know, a big part of this movie. He was just kind of sidelined, you know, you know, but at the same time, it's like, he's not family. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. Like, why would he specific, why would you expect him specifically, except for him being a great actor? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in the story, he's not family. So why would you assume that he's going to be a part of? The he whole also movie? was like one, almost a villain in the first movie to, yeah. He was a threat, a, a legitimate threat mm -hmm. to T'Challa's to reign. Right. Like, so, and and back to Okoye, like, they even, like, we'll we'll talk about Angela Bassett in a second, too, because I yeah, think she, yeah, yeah, she yeah. deserves an Oscar nomination, and she deserves to fucking win an Oscar. Yeah, for, for sure. The, for that role. Yeah, um, she's got the biggest stage presence of every, anyone in the movie. Dude, yeah. like, you the first speech she gives at the un you know like like you feel her pain but then like when she strips okoye of the dora milaje rank you're like fuck like yeah you feel her rage you feel her rage <laughs> and and back to even a a beautiful civil war callback at the end of the movie when um and then we'll talk about that final battle. God, we got so much to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just there's so much. It's a long movie, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
you get that you get that beautiful callback of like how rage consumes people and you even get that beautiful callback to where T'Challa spares Zemo where he says rage has consumed everyone but I will not let it consume me and I thought that was a beautiful callback because you do see Angela uh, you do see Queen Ramonda get fueled by the rage of losing everyone mm-hmm. And she does make that decision based on 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 anger and rage and justified anger and rage at the same time. But um, I think it was almost poetic to have Mbaku kind of be not the moral standing point, but like her, like almost be T'Challa in her year of like, hey, like if we detect their people, like it's not going to go well for us. Right. And I, I, I can't wait to see how that relationship is going to develop in the future it makes me wonder too like because if you look at the track record for wakanda in all of the mcu movies it's just death 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 and like so it makes me wonder in the future like say when we do get a black panther 3 who are gonna be the mainstays you know what i mean like who's gonna be the family who's uh, that's and that's why you know with the uh, thing we were talking about with umbaku like i see moving forward why he would be a part of the main story you know yeah but as of right now you know during this movie no but you know in part three i'm sure he's gonna be family yeah and and i think we still get a i correct me if i'm wrong but i think there's a wakandan disney plus show being made oh yeah that's right that's right so i'm sure that'll eventually play into the i mean yeah they lost they lost king t'chaka mm-hmm. they lose t'challa they, they lose, lose queen ramanda what was what's his name uh the what's forrest whitaker <laughs> oh yeah his character dies too yeah, yeah. killmonger killmonger dies. Yeah. killmonger uh you know we even got to see killmonger's dad die yeah like, so many wakandans are just like which i think it. it also tells the story of like and again in mirrors talokan not wanting to be revealed to the world it reveals the same thing for wakanda that they're willing to do everything to to keep to protect their people mm-hmm and at the end of the day, they're they're a mirror of each other, you know. Right. Let's talk about that final battle, though. Dude, I Let's... mean, you know, like any battle at all where Namor started going off, damn, dude. dude. He's like, he's like flying through the air, swinging the helicopter around by its tail, like so good. As, as, dude, as as much. As as we've seen several movies with several superheroes doing superhero shit, yeah, you haven't seen anybody fly into the air and throw a helicopter by its tail like just straight tornado like wrestling throw. <laughs> Which makes me so excited for when the mutants do get into the MCU. Yeah. This shit's yeah. gonna be so fucking fun. Yeah, we hardly have any like characters that just fly around like superman you know what i mean (laughs) exactly yeah like we sure we have like what like we have dr strange he's got a levitation cloak yeah iron man had a suit yeah and we have uh wanda 
I guess Captain Marvel, but she's fucking powered by the fucking Tesseract. Yeah, I guess she's the only real person that's flying around like Superman. But but to see Namor just and with his little wings on his feet, they gave him the wings like so. It was just perfect. Like (laughs) yeah, yeah. But to see him flying around with a vibranium spear and just fucking people up was like, dude, I got chills without without hesitation. Yeah. And and then I think it was people are like, how can Shuri beat someone who's been around Earth for fucking forever? And I'm like, my guys, you're missing the point. He got, he got outsmarted. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't. Clearly, just she was getting her ass kicked. How does every overpowered supervillain end up losing? They get they get outsmarted. Exactly. <laughs> and I thought it was so cool that Ham that Shuri and Riri were the ones to think of it together. Right. Which which will lead to more. And then and then people think that and then I always thought it was really cool that Namora was critical of him not killing her, pulling out of the fight. But at the end of the day, just like Thanos, just like Killmonger, Namor won. Yeah, I mean, he, he, yeah, he's the one who came out with the most kills. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, he came out with the most kills. And at the end of the day, Wakanda agreed to have their backs. Yeah. Well, when shit hits the fan, and we all know fucking bloodthirsty General Ross, President Ross is going to want to invade Wakanda. Yeah. And it's not going to be good. Well, and it's like with the outcome of the movie too who would you still be most scared of oh dude namor <laughs> like man that his score was so terrifying like i i will not that like that was the most like that like yeah like that score was so beautifully well done that it's still it, it, like i was listening to the to the uh the soundtrack today on spotify um and it was just terrifying, and it still gives me chills to think about it. Like the way the scene was made, the way they introduced him, and at the end of the day, it's like, hey, you have your Bucky's, you have your your, you know, you have your your villains. But I would be more scared of standing across the room fighting Namor than I would be Thanos. Well, especially out in the middle of the ocean, too. Exactly. Like, <laughs> like that it, was a ballsy move, you know? It, like, yeah. They obviously had their their smarts, like their intelligence was their main weapon to go out in the middle of the ocean and try and fight them. Yeah, so. I'm already I'm already afraid of like deep water stuff. Oh yeah, like and this just confirmed my theory. Like, like <laughs> yeah. what if there's a superpower civilization with vibranium underwater? Like, and just man, that movie was so well done. Dude, um, like what? Uh, like what? scene was it where like they saw something in the water and then they just go down and they see a killer whale i would be like losing my mind oh dude i would cry are you kidding me (laughs) well like even even the scene where in in the beginning in in, like one of the opening scenes where they kill where where they where he kills the feed to the camp to the divers oh yeah like (laughs) just that scene the way they use the dark the phantom jellyfish coming in and then just you're like oh shit like this is this is like scary shit, dude. Yeah, like that was scary. And I thought he was, and then people are like, oh, Namor's not like dude, he put and at first I was like, where the fuck did they get this suit 
to have Shuri travel. And I'm like, oh shit, they put her in the dead in the dead diver suit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to for him to for her to see the city. Like, fuck. Yeah. Like that's intense, man. Like, like yeah. obviously. I, I almost was I almost was that guy like oh we're gonna go that far under the you know into the ocean with this suit that's and then I'm like oh yeah vibranium <laughs> you know is a fictional metal yeah I'm gonna go with this <laughs> yeah exactly yeah but yeah I almost felt like that that guy that was like you know my my point a minute ago was just well, like don't wait a minute every single yeah yeah <laughs> yeah want- he had to suspend disbelief at some point you know yeah exactly so um well thanks for doing this last thing we'll do here is phase four rankings let's just do movies because i think there's only five movies that got put out in phase four okay which is black widow shang chi wakanda forever no way home and doctor strange Hmm. what is your number five for me, it would be probably Black Widow. Yeah. I felt like it was um, a tad too late. Yeah. I really um, loved the movie, and I really loved that they tried to invoke the, the spy realm into it, but I just felt like it was too late. It was too late. Uh, you know, I'll put the same. I'll, I'll do the same as number five. But it's just there's something about when you kill off a character and then give them a movie <laughs> like i was like and was then you like, just that's where i was kind of worried for like the marvel like where i was like the mc i'm like kevin what are we doing right but it 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 did what it needed to do it gave us yelena in in the most redeeming quality of the fucking hawkeye show for me was yelena because I fucking hated that show. Really? <laughs> I I'm not a fan of Christmas. I I enjoyed the first couple episodes, but then I just like overall, like I'm also the he bishop's annoying to me. Oh really? Like like <laughs> she's just a rich kid. Like fuck off. I I liked that show, but I, I, I can understand. I'm excited to see her outside of the show. Like as a future excited. character, I think that the main thing with that whole show was like waiting to find out who the big bad was, and, and it was fucking Kingpin. Kingpin. Yeah, ah, oh, so good. So that's why I was still like, this was pretty sick. And uh, to be honest, that scene w- where they're doing the chase, the chase scene. Was, oh yeah, it was. It was that was, was, that was, was so badass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was good. <laughs> I I I liked a lot of elements of the show. I don't think it's I. There's no Loki, but it is definitely like it I, honestly felt late too. You know it felt I mean? it felt like an Iron Man three for me. Like if I were to compare it to a movie, like where I enjoyed it, but I just you know, right. and I love Iron Man. So, but yeah, it it felt like a little too late. Like mm-hmm. they were trying to give, they're like, oh shit, Clint's actually like kind of important. Like let's give him yeah. like like let's give him his flowers before he wants to leave us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my number four would be Doctor Strange. Dang. Yeah, I had to go there. I really is did you say um what am I thinking? The what's the epic one with the like over the thousands of years? Uh Eternals. You, oh that's shit. We're missing Eternals. Fuck. You fuck, missed fuck, fuck. Eternals. We're missing okay. Eternals. Okay, so I take that back. <laughs> yeah. So my number four. Oh shit, I have to do this all over again. Damn. Give me a second. <laughs> um yeah, my number four. So that means there's six movies. Six movies? 
Yeah, I believe so. So six, Black Widow. Yeah, number five would be Eternals for sure. I just felt like some of the story elements was not... It was a good movie, but I felt like it could have been better. Uh, I I liked Eternals. Let me look up. Let me. I'm I'm gonna get this phase four pulled up real fast, just so I could at least. Yeah, I should probably do that before I start. <laughs> All right. So we realized. Well, I realized. We we well we both realized that we're missing a couple of movies. So we're just gonna pretend like that last part in the podcast didn't happen. And you're going to get a cool little uh, restart of ranking phase four. So my least favorite movie in phase four was probably Black Widow. Already went into my discussions about why. Do you want to give yours? I mean, just Black Widow itself was just, it just seemed redundant. Yeah. For, you know, especially for we saw her whole journey. You know what I mean? Like, but I get it. I get in comics you know you could always see backstories even if it's a dead character and stuff like that so i still respect it and it was a good movie but you know the only thing that it had against it was this that was like a phase two or three movie yeah (laughs) it did feel extremely out of place yeah um hot take on this one probably but i absolutely hated thor love and thunder really numbers that's my number six okay i i thought gore was done well but we could have expected more i just felt like they let taika loose and that's not a bad thing but just coming after ragnarok i expected a little more and the story just kind of fell flat for me yeah i i'm not gonna put that i'm gonna put probably uh as my number six eternals okay but you know, I still I still enjoyed all these movies. Honestly, I think. Oh yeah, Eternals only. Whenever I really sat around and thought about it, I think the only problem Eternals had was just pacing issues. Yeah, like it just felt like there was points in time where we're like, okay, <laughs> you know, yeah, like, pretty much. Okay, well, okay, you know. Yeah. And that's the most that I saw wrong with it. I thought, oh, you know, speaking of characters that fly around and do shit like superman icarus i guess yeah. we did you know we finally got our kind of superman character and he went into the song yeah and then he, and then he turned out to be a dick yeah but, you know but i still liked the you know i still like the setup you know like moving forward because i didn't realize until after i watched the movie that there was an era of x-men comics where i liked you know seeing the avengers show up and the Black Knight and uh, Cersei were like mainstay Avengers. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, shit, I didn't realize that that's who they were. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, until I saw the movie. Uh, but, but then, you know, talking about Thor, I just think, like, I, I liked Thor. I liked Thor, and and I think you know I've been saying this too. It's I enjoyed like, it. the yeah. The post credit scene is what popped me. Because I'm uh-huh. a huge Ted Lasso fan. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. seeing fucking Roy Kent. But but to you know people that said it was terrible, it's like nah, man. The last thirty minutes of Thor one was pretty terrible. You know, <laughs> like so back to the 
expectation thing. Like, you know, but I, here's the thing I think really did happen. It's like, we've seen Taiga Watiti get so many wins in a row that one of them was going to be a little lackluster. A little, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, cause Ragnarok was amazing. Uh, Jojo Rabbit was amazing. What we do in the shadows is amazing. Oh, good, yeah. You know, so it's like when we finally got Thor Love and Thunder, I was like, yeah, this is sick. It didn't really tickle my heartstrings or anything, but you know, it was it was all right, you know. But I think mm. everybody's speaking you know, of pacing issues, I think that was something that that movie kind of had. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't necessarily I didn't I didn't hate the way they wrote some of the things in the movie because I really enjoyed the his take on gods that they're this cocky like kind of idiots that don't re- like like Russell Crowe playing Zeus was like perfect for me right. and then and then people yeah, were yeah. like oh well he was goofy and then you got to see at the end that like no he has this killer side to him and like yeah there's gonna that's gonna come forward it's like no baby cake <laughs> no baby cake <laughs> yeah so but i will say that that is my uh number five okay my number five is eternals for the same reason pacing i like the story but i felt like the movie was just a bit too long yeah okay. and i wanted more date whitman i wanted more yeah i uh, wanted i wanted more of that but i wanted more kit harrington Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Is that that's who you're talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, just you know, seeing Kit Harrington as a character that wields a sword is just something we've all been missing. <laughs> yeah, and I'm excited to see, like, why Blade is recruiting him. Mm-hmm. Like that, yeah. that, that I'm excited. Yeah, about. I actually probably some M16 stuff, but. This, you know, might be some spoilers of things I might do in the future, but I've, I, so I ended up working with these guys and they're like younger, like Gen Z, like, you know, gay dudes. Mm-hmm. And we, and he, one of the guys told me like, yeah, my favorite character is Spider-Man. And I was like, yo, have you seen any of the new, the MCU Spider-Mans, you know? And he's like, no. And then I was like, wait, no. And was like, and he's like, No. And then I was like, have you ever seen any of the Avengers movies? No. So then uh, they started being like, you should show us. You should show us movies. And so in November of 2021, we started doing a, every week Marvel Marathon. Oh. And, and we made it all the way through and got caught up. And I think we still haven't watched um, – the newest thing we're on is like what werewolf by night. We haven't watched that yet. And then they have you seen it by yourself? I have. It was so good. Yeah. Um, And then they're, they're kind of, we're kind of backtracking to go through the daredevil series. Because because I saw him in she Hulk. I was showing my brother that. And then we got caught up to on like, I think like season two. And I was like, eh, we can skip season, season two. Yeah. yeah. It's okay. But, But, I don't know. I I liked. Season. I liked all the three seasons, yeah. but the least important season to me was like season two because it gets kind of lost in the stuff. But right, so that's a whole another episode to talk about. But there was a point in time because they came over to watch Werewolf by Night, and I said something about Blade, and they were like, "What? What's that?" And I was like, 
what's blade and they were like yeah we don't know what blade is and i was like you're about to find out what a blood rave is son yeah so we watched the original blade and and they were like that was a good one that was (laughs) yeah like they're like thank you for showing us that yeah but then i explained that we are getting an mcu blade in the future so yeah i'm excited for that too yes so we're uh, we are at sorry for keeping you so late but this has been a great no, episode so i'm matt stoke um dr strange is my number four okay just because again expectations my expectations were a little too high personally but it did feel like sam raimi with marvel money yeah and the story was cool i liked a lot of the horror elements i liked if it wasn't for the Illuminati scene, that movie probably would not have been one, one of my favorite movies. Right. I think I'm going to go with that one also uh, because because this, you know, the final three are just all great, emotional, badass movies. Yes. But I think that, like, when it comes to Doctor Strange, I really, I still liked it because they let him run wild with his raminess. Oh, yeah, it was great. It was and great. I, yeah. yeah. I really didn't expect Disney and Kevin Feige to let that happen. So, yeah. you know, some of those scenes where you're just like, this is fucking Evil Dead. <laughs> like, so I, I yeah, like they, like the evil, like the Evil Dead callbacks, the, um, some of the kills in that movie were just like mm-hmm. amazing. And I was like, I never expected to see this in a Marvel movie. Brutal. Um, I mean, they basically, I mean, it was, it was, it was, like Evil Dead Marvel, like, yeah. and I'm excited for it because they laid. It's number four for me because they laid a lot of foundations for a lot of potential things that can happen, right. like Marvel yeah. Zombies, uh, just a bunch of cool stuff, and it laid the groundwork for the multiverse, including yeah. the first one too. Also did that, but it started it. It started teaching us about the multiverse. Exactly. You know, like in Spider Man, we saw multiverse things. But yeah, we didn't we didn't know any information about it, you know. And they yeah, happen. And they use the Illuminati to teach us that, which I'm I'm fine with that. Yes. Do that more. And, and you know, while we're at it, like there's there are a lot of people like we're, we've been talking about haters a lot, but there are like a lot of haters that have been like, Disney is just letting them fuck everything up, and you know, and the, you know when Disney gets their hands on shit, it always sucks, and it's like. Well, I see people using that as a point for like, you know, being PG, but it, but Disney's letting them do a lot of shit. We have Deadpool, we have Logan on Disney Plus right now. We got Wanda brutally murdering several people. <laughs> like like whenever she turned uh Reed Richards into spaghetti. Oh, dude. He was like <laughs> like you know what I mean, and I was, and I was like in the she scene, like, impaled Captain Carter with her own fucking yeah, shield. Yeah, I was like, honestly, I was like, whoever brought their like five year old kid to this movie, they're probably regretting it. You know what I mean? Like, especially just because of that scene. I got to attend a uh, like pre like press screening of that movie. Yeah, thanks to like a friend, and like I was just like. It was like, why are kids here? Like, like halfway through that movie, I'm yeah. just like, oh my god. Yeah. Um, but I felt like a lot, like with a lot of the Phase Four projects, I felt like they were kind of pushing like that envelope of like, 
hey, we can tell these brutal stories and still be Marvel. Mm-hmm. Because like people are like worried about like Deadpool coming into the MCU. First of all, Ryan Reynolds is not gonna agree to a Deadpool movie if it's not rated R. Mm-hmm. And they're not gonna have Hugh Jackman come back if it's not rated R and have them tell the stories that they want to tell. You know what I mean? Yeah. And also, like for all of the people that still don't believe they're gonna let them be rated R and brutal, like just look at the announcement. <laughs> yeah, Logan and Deadpool are on Disney Plus, and you have like full Facebook pages of moms protesting it. It's just and, great. But they know they're gonna make money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because they're still gonna watch it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, my number three, and this, this these last three are pretty hard because I loved all of them. But uh, number two and number one have like a special place in my heart. But uh, number three is Shang Chi. It's it's one of my favorite origin stories, probably my favorite origin story in the MCU at this point. Um, it was just a badass movie and a badass representation of the Asian culture. And I thought it was a really cool story and just I I loved it. It was the score and everything was really good. But it's just it can't be two and one for me. So that's why it's number three, simply right. because of that reason. So well, and it's the same for me, uh, only because one and two are just so badass that yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean. Yeah. But but at the same time, for a number three on this whole phase to be like a brand new face, and and the villain also being like a super sympathetic like, is he good? Is he bad? Like, you know, I can't really decide in in some moments. Like, it's just such a great movie, and it was like the type of thing too. Like, I had. The only thing that was jarring the first time I watched it was when they straight up, it was like straight up dragon shit happening. And I was like, I was like this, I was like, man, I did not expect to see full dragon battles (laughs) in this movie. It was so badass. Yeah. But then when I watched it the second time, I was like, it's less jarring and it's more badass. I'm also absolutely in love with Cheng Shi's sister. So, oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And to see, you know, I remember when I saw Wong and Abomination in that movie, too. I was like, oh, yeah, uh, like and it's funny to see what the other side of it, you know, in, in She-Hulk. But and it's also an important movie to the future because I feel like the Ten Rings are going to be. Yes. Like uh, they seem like they're connected to Kang. Yeah. And I think the the Bengals and and Miss Marvel are the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like like connected to the larger multiverse picture, which I think is really cool. And like, which, which also leaves in mind, like, is there going to be like a Kang treasure hunt that leads to, you know, Kang dynasty? Well, you've seen the, the, the quantum realm trailer. Yeah. He wants him to get something for him. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Heisting. He's always heisting. And I think, yeah. And I think the thing it's going to be, it's, probably going to be the Bengals because they're in new york oh nice i don't think they can i mean you're not getting the ten rings from shang chi if you're fucking ant man let's be real so (laughs) that's true (laughs) um number two just because it has a special place in my heart and i cried like a baby during it uh spider-man no way home i honestly it's hard to pick black panther and spider-man because we just saw 
Black Panther. Yeah. So it's like the it's like the type of thing where I'm I might change it. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you at this point. I um, I think for me it's my number two, just based on the fact that it's like the nostalgic factor on top of really good storytelling to the point where like what kind of forever being my number one is that that's just beautiful storytelling. Yeah. I think that in the long run though, I might flip flop them because oh, it's going to happen all the time. A, like my top a, five all time yeah. change always. Yeah. Cause in a sense, Spider-Man is like an Avengers level Spider-Man movie. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> It's like the end game for Spider-Man. Yeah, for sure. But yeah. that, that one did, I mean, that one did tickle my heartstrings, like with May dying and oh my God, like just like, well, and and the epiphany of like Garfield's realizing, like realizing that this is his whole origin story. Like Spider-Man yeah. Yeah. was like mind blowing to me. I was like, holy shit. Like yeah. all of, all of the small problems i had with like him being a tony stark fanboy and all this shit leads to no that was just his origin story he's still he's still the yeah exactly (laughs) and on top of that man that that suit and that swing that final swing in that movie is just like chills every time which also they just came out with the rumors of him signing a a new deal like what it's like three pictures two appearances and a, and a disney plus appearance or some shit like that. yeah which i think he'll end up popping up in daredevil Dude, it's gonna, it's, it's gonna happen he's yeah. gonna pop up in daredevil like it has to happen i feel like we'll probably get a new trilogy and then like his ending will be like secret wars maybe and we'll get him in the black suit finally i don't know i feel like it's gonna overlap i think i don't think i don't think that Secret Wars will be the end. I think that we'll still have some more standalone after that. Yeah, because yeah, we'll still have Daredevil and stuff hanging yeah. around. So that makes sense. Well, well, if you think about the timeline right now, like there's only going to be time for one more standalone Spider-Man movie before Secret Wars, I think. Yeah. So then yeah. we're still getting a lot after that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you still have so many stories to tell, too. Yeah, that's true. Like the Vulture is still... I I don't know if Marvel's gonna acknowledge the Vulture being in Morbius, but probably not. But I don't think so either. I I've never even watched that movie, but I heard about the. I me and my brother tried watching it the other day, and we turned it off like twenty five minutes into it. It was just so fucking stupid. <laughs> like I we we tried to give it a genuine shot, and I just. But there is the rumor. Have you heard the rumor that Kevin Feige is working with them now? I have not. So, like, some people have been speculating the fact that Sony wants to do, like, a Spider-Geddon team-up, and it all starts with, with Madam Web. Madam Web, but there's, like, rumors that Kevin Feige's, like, helping them get their shit together when it comes to, you know, when it comes to their story building. and God, yeah. yeah so. I'm actually excited for... The potential of that, the rumors of um, God, I forget the name of the actor, but him possibly playing like a younger Uncle Ben or a future like uh, like an older Peter Parker, really, really, just 
makes me excited. I don't know what the fuck that movie's gonna be about. Yeah. But the only thing the only problem is like with Sony, it's like they've just they've just fucked up so much. It's like it's like a, having a little cousin that just won't stop like stealing cigarettes out of cars or something. <laughs> you know, you're just like you're like, dude, just get your shit together. You have the potential. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, number one, obviously, Wakanda Forever freshes in my mind and um celebrity feeling for celebrity deaths is almost cliche at some point because mm-hmm. everyone's like oh like i'm so sad but chadwick's passing did did really suck for me so personally because i did feel a connection to the first black panther not as potent and as identifying as a lot of the rest of the world did mm-hmm. but it did make me feel some type of way because it was still a minority being represented and then losing him just really sucked because he was some of my favorite. He was probably one of my one of my favorite MCU characters. Well, he just came in real strong. You know, yeah, what I mean? yeah. Like his presence was felt from the beginning. Like that scene, you know, him coming in in Civil War, you were just like, "This is one whoa, of the yeah, you know? yeah." So yeah, and it's like you know, and some people have been saying, you know, like this the thing that the new Wakanda lacks is that star power. And it's like, you still feel his presence in that. Movie. He's in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> like he's, he's, it's crazy. Cause there's an interview where he did, where he, where, he, where I can't remember the context of it, but Brian Coogler said that he felt like the shot, like Chadwick was touching his shoulder during one of the most emotional parts of the movie when they were shooting it on set. And I don't know if that's a thing that they always did. Um, forgive me if I don't remember the context, but hearing that is just like so powerful because I I felt his presence throughout that whole movie, and he wasn't he wasn't there, right? And you know, like I'm putting it as you know number one with you uh, because we got a mutant. <laughs> We've got a we've we got, got a, the M word said in yeah. the fucking MCU finally. We got the most like powerful and emotional movie with the most crazy anti-hero reveal. You know what I mean? Like, and he and I'm hoping that N- Namor is going to be in and out of every movie moving forward, like scheming on shit, trying to hit on people's girls. <laughs> I mean, I just want him to to steal Sue Storm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just do it. Yeah. Just give it to me. Yeah. Well, I, you know, and his, whenever we finally do get our new X-Men too, I, I want the, them to, you know, work together or work against each other or give it an acknowledgement. Like, yeah, like the first mutant was Namor. Yeah. Cause even, cause there's even times where you're like, Oh, like I remember reading X-Men versus Avengers and you're like, Oh, Namor's, an x-men right now okay (laughs) yeah 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 like but then there's other times where you're like oh they're definitely not friends at this point in time you know yeah and 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 having him and possibly having an actual prime timeline illuminati is just getting even realer and realer because he is namor is that motherfucker in this movie yeah so I'm sure he'd mark anyone to protect the timeline from now on. So, but yeah, man, uh, thank you for doing this. And yeah, I know it's late. It's like midnight. 
I'll try to get this posted as soon as possible. But um, any final thoughts about the movie? Any final thoughts that we discussed? Where can people find you online, your podcast? And... I mean, I had a lot of fun. You know, I'm always down to talk about MCU shit or comic books or anything at all. Yeah. Don't, be, don't be afraid to hit me up. Um, yeah, go see Black Panther, even if you got a problem with uh, Letitia Wright. <laughs> uh, For real. Yeah. But you, you guys can still listen to David Bowie or fucking Kanye West or like that. everything everything else like that's another conversation for another time because i'm oh. sure it can get spicy yeah but yeah. go support so, this movie it is she is not the only person that put work into this movie so yeah. please go see it but if you're looking to uh watch uh a show where we talk about some art versus the artists plug it uh we're gonna be doing my show um nerding out with rickshaw we're doing it live on youtube once a month now it's also going to be on spotify you know the following week but the next episode is going to be november 17th that's this thursday coming up 8 p.m central time go to nerding out with rickshaw and we are going to be talking about a lot of subjects we kind of just save our subjects up for the month and then we do it all at once but a lot of the talk we're going to do this time has a lot to do with art versus artist and of course, Kanye, we're going to talk about him because as much oh, as Kanye, he, as much as he influenced me, you know, and I loved his first three albums, he sucks. And yeah, and, and if and if some of the people in, you know, like that have said racial things in the past get canceled immediately, why the fuck is Kanye still out there doing his thing? You know, like preach preach <laughs> but yeah yeah check it out on thursday if not we also do like video reactions go to nerding out with rick shaw and i appreciate it cool well thanks guys you can find this podcast on latino order latino nerd order on spotify itunes uh google podcast and i believe there's another website but uh yeah you can find uh us on twitter and instagram uh, my personal is keeper of the faith underscore five one two on Instagram. Uh, if you want to give out your handle, you can feel free to have people follow you, keep up with your episodes. Anyways, well, thanks guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, dude. Thank you. <laughs>